Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yeah! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Kane, good area for Spurs and Kane's not afraid to shoot! Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane! That is exceptional! Try and place it, wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, Minson breaks forward. Oh wow, what a run! Get Minson from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another New Spurs Order Pod. I'll be your host today, X-Pac, back in the hot seat for the first time since the World Cup. Still recovering from that, to be fair. But um, yeah, nice and back to talk all things Spurs and uh, lots happening in the last few days. And yeah, I'll be joined today by one of two lovely co-hosts. First up, uh, Scott Hall. How you doing? I'm done with football. I'm back, I'm back to just I'm back to just doing my my contractual obligations. Um, obviously I've got a season ticket now, so contractually I have to be at some of the home games as well, uh, just to show my face. But uh, once the season is done, I'm going on on like a full on egging session of that stadium until Enoch get out. I've had enough. Damn, it's almost a word to Conte like what well, once you sign the contract, I, I don't know what I've signed up for. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, next up, we've got Mr. Tobes, aka good, Goldberg. Man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. Um, a bit defeated when it comes to Spurs, but listen, 
we got to do what we got to do, I guess. So we're here to talk about our beloved Spurs. So let's talk. Yeah, man, let's break down our last game. I see we just come off playing Brentford away. Um, Drew 2-2. Just quickly, though, what were your guys' expectations going into that game? Like, did you even see us getting three points from that? Especially when you no. saw the lineup. No. If anything, the, the lineup gave me a bit more encouragement that we, we might be able to, but... I never felt that like that that was a game where Spurs were going to win. I never had that conviction, you know. Like some when 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 you get heading into these matches, like you have like if you know if you know a team's going to win, you'll say it. That, but I never had any conviction that Spurs were going to win this match, and unfortunately, we didn't win the game. That's fair enough. Uh, first half play, first half played out um, in quite a predictable <laughs> manner. Like obviously we. Started really slow, lots of touches on the ball from players at the back in midfield. Just as we started to get into the game a little bit, we, we can see the goal in transition. Um, yeah, what were your thoughts, obviously, how we how we ultimately like, conceded that goal? Uh, we just got caught on a break. To be fair, I think Brentford um, gave a good account of themselves. I don't think we were in any sort of control, so... Um, some people might say the goal wasn't deserved. I think it was deserved on their end. Uh, we just weren't good. We just weren't good in that first half. Um, even when we did have the ball, there wasn't really any um, ideas formulating um, from any of the players. Um, I've, I've had enough. I've had enough of this club. I've actually had enough. I've had enough. Bloody hell, I've had enough. Yeah. If I could, if I had immunity for potentially killing. 40 people straight, yeah. I'm telling you, you'd be that entire club, like bro, the 22 players, and whoever I see from the board, they're going immediately. Yeah. So if I see Levy, I'm clapping bare shots. I've had enough. I've had enough, bruv. I've had enough. Bruv, I don't even trust anything we're gonna do for the rest of the season. I don't trust nothing. I went into this game, people were like, ah, oh, Sprintford away is going to be a tough game. I was like, ah, oh, we're going to lose, bro. <laughs> I'm at that point. I'm at that point of the season. We're just going to lose, as far as I'm concerned, every game we participate in. Fair even enough. if we play tomorrow, I'm, I'm not even in, I don't even know why I'm going to the stadium. I might even hand in my ticket. So you could say we exceeded expectation against Brentford then? We exceeded nothing. I, I don't okay. even care for the draw. Like the, the draw, that second half performance means absolutely nothing to me. Conte is now the second manager in a row probably the third, to say, oh, he doesn't tell the players to sit and, and do what they did. He's the he's the third man to say this. But when, when the first man was saying this, it was, oh, no, he needs to coach them better. When it was the second man, he was just dead. Now as Conte, it's, oh, we, we may need new players. It's always been the case. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, just going back to, like, that kind of first goal and a bit of the game state, like, there was... I see quite a few gaps that opened. Like when I first saw the starting lineup, I thought, okay, I'm liking the wing backs if we can sustain pressure, but I think we're going to be really vulnerable to transitions. I don't think Perisic has been very good going back the other way all season. Doherty still coming back to full fitness, and he's not known for being great defensively either. Um, I see gap opens up on the left. A lot of people were blaming Basuma, even though I saw him back, he was there covering that area. Um, Bissouma had a really, really good kind of second preseason, if you were to call it that. Um, looked like probably our classiest player next to Kulusevski. 
And I think there was quite a lot of expectation for him to take on uh, Ben Tanker's shoes and do a role in the team. But I can't say the first half played out like that. Uh, Toes, what are your thoughts on kind of his performance? I think he grew into the game, but it was a tough one for him. Who, Basuma or the first, like, what is the question? Like, what was Basuma's oh, yeah, Basuma, um applying to, I guess, the rest of the team performance as well? Yeah, I just, Basuma was awful, man. Um, I'll be real, Basuma was awful. Like, I'm, I'm always one to stick up for him and I don't think he, up until recently, and I, I mean, in the week, like the, the three weeks leading up to the World Cup, the sort of pre-season during the World Cup and obviously now, I think this is the only period where I can actually see that Conte is giving this guy like a sustained run in the team, um, playing whether it's in a three or in a two, but he's given him a sustained run in the team because he never had that for, in my opinion, the first, I would say, the first like two and a half to three months of the of the season, right? But that being said, there were some poor performances dotted even in the in, in in the in the periods where he wasn't getting game time, now he's getting game time. The performances for me looked like they were improving um, before the World Cup. I mean, of course, he was terrible against Man United. That was one. But after that Man United game, we also had Liverpool where he played really well. Um, we had I can't remember the other team we played where he he played well. I think Brighton away. I remember. I remember Brighton away. Mm. Um, he played well. Like he's had like improved performances. So for him to put in the performance that he did against um, Brentford, especially in a two-man defense, not in a three-man defense, because Conte, it doesn't seem like Conte has trusted this guy all season in a two, right? Whenever he's played, it's always it's always usually been in a three, um, barring his first start against West Ham. But I think that was what disappointed me the most. That like Benton calls injured. Conte's looking at you to perform um, and for whatever reason, you just couldn't put it together. Like I was watching the game and I was just thinking like, this is nuts. Like you're way more secure in possession. You're a way more accomplished passer than this. You're way more press resistant. And yet all of these things he was struggling to do at a basic level and it wasn't nice to see. But in the end of the day, listen, it's just not been a season as of yet. It doesn't mean that Basuma is a, 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 a terrible player. And even though I would like to see Benson call back into the team, um, I do think that at the very least, now without Benson call being available, he's going to be given the opportunity to play his way through um, a poor game because he was not the only poor player against, against Brentford. Every single player, bar maybe, I would say, Longley, mm. I could... I, I, Longley and maybe Perisic in the second half, I could come for, right? And our midfielders as well. I remember earlier on in the season, I remember Benton Cole was struggling with form, struggling with form. And, and, and you saw he was allowed to play through play through his bad spells and now he's come on strong. Hoibia started off the season like a house on fire, but the last probably month and a half, the performances, you can do your face out that what you want. He did. Hoibio was our best midfielder by some distance um, for the first probably two months of the season. But over the last month and a half, his form has dipped drastically, right? But these guys are given a fair shake to sort of work through their issues. I would like to see Basuma be given the, the, the same opportunity. And I'm hoping that he can bounce back against Aston Villa. 
this this talk of Bentoncourt started off the season poorly and Hoybjerg was our best. Hoybjerg wasn't even our best midfielder by a country mile for like yes, the, was. First, the first five yes, games. No, he was. No, no. I think I think the funny thing is yes, he was. Yes, he was. You're a hobby hater. I'm not gonna let you do this. You, the ones that stand I purposely swerve to talk about the first one and a half months. I ain't gonna let you lie. I ain't gonna let you chat. You're gonna have to let me lie because of Benton Corsini. I ain't gonna let you do it. I ain't gonna let you in the stadium. I don't care. I'll just not. Country I'm but not going to let though. you lie. It's good I'm because not your dad has now shown his true face and he's slapping you week in, week out. He's not I'm shown, not going to let you lie. You're not lying. You're not going to lie. And now you've got no good performance. No, you know what? Owen, you're the host. Am I lying? Am, 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 am I tight shit? No, you're not. I don't think, I don't I think you're chatting. I don't think you're chatting crap. I don't think he was a, a best midfielder by a country mile. I don't know where you got country mile by. He was he not was, a best yeah. midfielder by Benton a country Benton Cole would play well one game and would play poorly for the next two games. Okay. Play yeah. well one game, play poorly uh, for the next two Hobia games. wasn't consistent like that. He had, he had was, one game where he was good, the other game where he was average, the next game where he was poor. And just because we okay, got the I'm, job, I'm making it up. I'm making it up. I'm making it up. I feel you are. So are, are we both okay. agreeing that he was our best midfielder the first couple months of the season, whether it not be couple months. or not? Stop he was. So that couple months would have been eight games. He wasn't our best midfielder for the first couple of months. He was our no, best was, midfielder so. for probably the first three and four games of the season. Okay, three or four games. Okay, cool. Of the start sure. of the season. Sure thing, yeah. Sure thing, yeah. yeah. You're, you're right, yeah. Go, go check the games. Go check the okay. games. And I know I'm not the only one that thinks this. Yeah. You are. So, you are the only one that thinks this. No, I'm not. You are. Yes, you are. We'll put it in the chat. Okay, so there are other <laughs> detractors we'll in, in the, the chat, group we... chat, which um, which also I kind of agree with more terms this line of thinking when it comes to Hoybier's performances. Yeah, I think it's quite measured to say he's been poor for the last couple of games before the World Cup and now wasn't great in the first half against Brentford, although, again, decided to just rise it in the second half. Much better. It's just doing the basics right now. Like, I don't know what it is with us and starting games and whenever we start them poorly we just can't go back to doing the basics right like yeah. there'll be little things we're just taking too many touches on the ball to actually find a pass and then when we do get it forward we try these dummy passes which are like okay we'll try and pass it over 40 yards one forward dummies it in between that pass and then it will look to come off with these quick little balls around the corner no just play it keep it one two maybe even three touch basic passes and then build up to some of these more Kind of advanced moves in in Conte structure, but my thing, my, my, what really concerned me, what really concerned me in the first half with Brentford was we probably had more of the ball than they did, right? We had more of the ball. I think at halftime we had six attempts to their four, but out of our six attempts, only one was inside their box, whereas mm -hmm. all four of the attempts they had were inside our box. Every single time they looked to attack, they looked way more threatening than we did and it's not saying like they were attacking us constantly but their attacks were way more meaningful than ours and I didn't like the fact that our midfield was just non-existent in the first half and that's both Hoybier and 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 Basuma they were non-existent like yeah. in the middle of the park they were outnumbered for starter for, for a start they were outnumbered which didn't help when it came to when it came to um Brentford trying to get the second ball Brentford would go long um, Tony would win the first ball and then you'd have like two two players basically on Hoybier or on Basuma to try and win the second ball. And we were just getting smothered. And then I feel 
I felt like duels, our dual ability in the first half was was terrible, man. Absolutely terrible. Like just letting just letting Brentford just like bully us off the ball and stuff. It just like like you said, these are basic things that we can sort of work on in a game of football. It's a basic requirement to complete to compete in a Premier League game. Can you win your duels? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I think Basuma did get unlucky a couple of times, to be fair. There was one time where he got clearly fouled. That led to a Brentford attack and he slipped over once in the first half as well. Just trying to force something which, you know, really wasn't on, but he has the ability to do um, when he's playing better. Um, another player which kind of looked to drop into midfield to try and help out and his use for the his use of the ball was a bit inconsistent at times, like it has been the rest is pre like earlier on this season. Uh human son. Um, you know what? I think it was a sharper performance from him, but again, like um not much in products. Sorry. What was you gonna say? Yeah, I was, I was gonna say uh, with the the someone is, is interesting, right? Because he has been terrible this season on the whole. So in these games, he's not not only is he not scoring, but he's also not playing well. I don't think he played poorly in the first half against Brentford. I felt I felt the few times where we did try and take the ball up the pitch, he was the one that was getting us up the pitch. He would pick up the ball, he'd drive, he'd, he'd go past one or two players. The problem right now with Son is, is a mystery to me. But if we're talking about that game, I don't think he actually had a poor game. I really don't. Can can you tell me? Uh, a specific moment or two moments in the first half where you saw him go past two players comfortably and then pass the ball off to a player of our own? Yeah. That last bit, I don't think I can because frustratingly, he was dribbling with his head down too much. He wasn't really aware of what was around him and he would, like, I think every time I saw him, other than what um, Tobes might reference, uh, he, he ran into trouble. But, I liked what he was doing. He managed to beat a player, then take on another one. And he, I liked him taking on shots, even albeit like from the edge of the area. We know he's got it in his locker. You don't shoot, you don't score. So I didn't mind him taking a couple of those, what you would call low XG pot shots, because he's got it in his locker. It shows like he's actually a little bit sharper than what we've seen from earlier this season. But yeah, that, that final part of like his actions when it came to his dribbling was poor. Fair. For me, I, for me, for so me, I, I, I saw. Obviously, I saw the whole game, and for me, I was like, "All right, yeah, he's trying. He's trying to actually get into this game, which you can't really fault a man for." Um, he would go past one player that I can remember specifically, and I don't think his use of the ball after that was very good, to be honest with you. And I don't think Kane helped him also in terms of like positioning elsewhere on the pitch, in terms of his shooting outside of the box. Yeah, we know what he can shoot. He can pop off shot and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's fine. You know, I don't mind one or two, but if if you if they're not coming off, don't just do it consistently. You know, try try and be a little bit intelligent. Maybe fake a reverse ball, even if the reverse ball doesn't yes. come off. Yeah, just fake it. You know, to to give the the other team a feel. You know what? He's not always going to shoot, and that's that's was one of the problems I had. I was like. He turns, he shapes up, they're like, he's going to shoot. It's fine. We'll just let the keeper deal with that. But if he reversed one, then they got to start thinking, all right, he might reverse it now. we got we got to stay in a swivel. Then he could probably go a bit closer and have a better shot. But mm, That would be cash money as well. You, I haven't, I'm, I'm I haven't seen him try it in so long, I swear. I'm done I haven't seen it come off in so long. 
I just think his general level these days, even in games where I don't think he's putting in his 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 disaster class performances that we've we've become accustomed to this season. I think what is worrying is that like even when he plays better, you're still not having like a good enough impact on the game. So like I don't think he was bad, but I don't think you were good enough for me to say, wow, like yeah, you were you were like you were you were on fire tonight, right? Or you you basically lifted lifted us. In this team now, goals are his biggest currency because we already know that the other the other parts of his game aren't gonna he's not gonna affect the, the game in, in the other areas to, to to the extent that he does with goals. But I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm like, bro, like when are you actually gonna click back into into gear? When is that gonna come? I believe it's coming, but I just don't know when. I think he's got something for us to really, you know. Um, I don't I hope care so. when it comes. I, 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 listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna be very blunt with like Spurs and just us in a general. Yeah, I don't care if it comes and it it goes all the way to the end of the season and we do fantastic and we finish in the top. I don't care for none of all of this. Yeah, because it will be nice in the overall thing. Come summer, I don't want to see or hear that he is going to go into the next season as our starting left winger. I've had enough. I've had, there's bare players I've had enough of. I can, I can actually, you know what? As much as I cuss this guy here, I can actually be nice enough to be like, all right, Kane can still go into the following season, albeit if it happens or not, as our starting striker. So long as we go into the market and get a striker that we know, regardless of what happens to Kane, whether he's injured, whether he's tired, whether we want to rotate or not, that the striker that we're putting in we can be like, you know what? He could do something. Like, legit do something. I know people are going to say, oh, Richarlison can play the nine and all that. Whatever, man. He's been injured too many times this season. Like, I just want... I've had enough of this club, like, running players into the ground and then the 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 substitute to those players are not either equivalent or better. I've had enough of it. We, we've watched Son stink. I couldn't give a damn for what Son did against Brentford. He has been shite all season, as far as I'm concerned. Yet he's still our starting left winger, due maybe to injuries and all that kind of stuff. But he's still our starter. I've had enough. I've due to injuries, though. I'm going to give a damn about the injuries. Like, our club has done this for so long. And yet, our, 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 some of our fans, the bloody legacy fans, instead of actually protesting and breaking into the ground and letting off smoke bombs, they go and do a freaking concert with Chaz and Dave and say, oh, kumbaya. <laughs> Foolish idiots. No wonder there's nothing that's going to change in this club. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing, bro. Man thinks I'm I'm here to like I'm here to just cheer top four. I don't give a flying crap about top four. Bring a trophy or something. Bring me something. Let me see you, man, lifting armpits at the top of a bus. Man, I haven't seen that since 2008. You, you're there telling me, oh yeah, no, he he had the good game. Bunny's good game. Hope he goes and cries in a corner. He's lucky I don't find him. I'll slap him up. I hate his guts. Like seriously, we need. I think he's today. definitely taller than you, yeah. I'll punch him up. <laughs> like this, this ain't this ain't a fair fight. I will mess him up. I've had enough of the you. Like my thing that's driving driving me mad. Even today, it was probably by a, a tier nine ninety nine freaking source from freaking Portugal. But they're saying we're in for Edwards. Like, what's going on with this club? What's happening here? Why, there's nothing why, going on with that though because why, like why you just said it's a 299 source why are you wasting energy on that no but it's annoying me that this is what's happening on a consistent basis we know where the issues are yeah even if we take 
our attack for what it is and we take our midfield for what it is. One of our biggest issues, the most major issue that we've had for three seasons running is our defence. Our best defender is literally coming back off a cocaine run in Argentina from freaking celebrating the World Cup. And you think dashing him into the Aston Villa game is just going to be miraculous to us turning our season around? We still have Dyer as our starting centre-back. Yeah, I know Langley had a decent game against Brentford, but he's a loan guy. He's not even our actual player. He's on loan. He's going back to his club come summertime. It's done. We're not... If we even activate a freaking buy clause on this guy, I'm going to lose it, yeah? We need recruits. We need to act like a big club. We're a club that has the money of a big club. We act like we're bloody in a relegation zone every single season. We're going to go nowhere. We're absolutely going to go nowhere. We're going to do this podcast. We're going to talk about the Aston Villa game. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to lose. Hold on, no, we'll on mate. And that die, we'll I think, is an excellent segue to almost like kind of wrap up the Brentford game. Obviously, they made it 2 0 through quite hashed sequence of events. Obviously, it forced to kick it out. Not great. Dyer hashed, hashed it out for a corner. And um, there was a debate in the group chat whether like it was his fault for the goal or not. And the way I see it, um, yeah, it partly was like. It's culpable. There's there's different situations like oh if you if you're alleviating pressure from putting out for a corner as a centre back like in pressure situations you are seen to be actually alleviating pressure of your side by making the right decision under pressure but when you're hashing it out this is like coming from a player who's seen as a leader in the team as well whether obviously you guys like it or not unfortunately he is. Um, Loses and under no needed. pressure at all, you're hacking it out for a good opportunity for Brentford, who we know are good from set pieces and IE corners. I don't think that exudes confidence in the side at all, especially like just in any kind of defensive action. So, might not have been directly his fault, but boy, that's that's yeah, it wasn't great. Um, it's scary, you're just inviting like saying that Dyer's at fault doesn't mean oh wow, he said that he's. He's culp- He's the only one to blame, right? But he has to take some blame because they don't get an they don't get an opportunity to to lump a ball into our box if you just control the ball properly and not think your 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 Laporte with a with a with a trying to trying to scoop it or hit it first time on your weaker foot, and that's one of the biggest issues with Dyer, like that I've always had, even when he was good at Spurs, yeah. Even when he was a good player in CDM, one of the main issues I've always had with Eric Dyer at Spurs is he is so error-prone. He's so error-prone. He has been an error-prone player throughout his tenure at Spurs. When he played at right-back, on the pot, when he played at centre-back, on the pot, when he played CDM, on the pot, when he went back to centre-back, on the pot, when he played centre-back, on the Jose, when he played... To be fair, Nuno, Nuno and Conte last season... I didn't see many mistakes from Dyer. That, for me, was his best season um, outside of that six-month stretch in the 3-4-3 under Poch in the 16-17 season where he played at centre-back. In the two or in the three, I thought he was actually good for Spurs. I thought he was good last season. But a constant theme in this guy's makeup for Spurs is he's always error-prone. He's always error-prone. So, of course, if he makes an error and it leads to a goal, of course he's going to get some blame. Why shouldn't he get blame? Of course, he's going to get blame. Yes, you can. Sai made a great point around how 
as a team, we don't really defend one. Well. You can see that. You can see that in the set piece, losing on the first, losing on the first header for starters, and then Ivan Tony on the back post. And then you could even see for the first goal we conceded, or you can see the the eight or nine other games we've played in the last couple of weeks where we've gone down one nil. We don't defend well as a team at, at the moment, but it doesn't change the fact that a large part of that is because we have individuals who are in, inherently poor at this stuff, right? So with, with Dyer, the errors, they kill us. And then the overconfidence. Last season, one of the best things I liked about Dyer was he kept it simple. When you needed to make your diagonal, you make your diagonal. When you needed to play out a little bit, you play out a bit. You kept it simple. But again, a running theme in this guy's career is he, he plays... Listen, players should be confident, but he has this overconfidence in his ability. And I don't understand. Like, you you as a player, you should know what you're good at and what you're not good at. Mm. Why are you thinking that you can just volley the ball on your left on your left peg? You had all the time in the world to, to just bring it down. But anyway, it almost feels like I'm directing too much energy at him. The corner, the first header... I don't even know who was challenging for that, for that ball. Three players were challenging, but nobody got near the ball. Nobody got near the ball. It's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. Nobody got near the ball for a flick on. And of course, Ivan Tony on the back stick. It's a joke, man. It's a fucking joke. Yeah. I think obviously now with the windows open, there's definitely more um, highlighted on Dyer as well as, as I say, him being a leader of the team. And it does go back to just like, like I said, when you're up against it or you're not necessarily winning the game, just do the basics well. Especially if you're a leader in the team. You've got to do the basics well and set that example. And unfortunately, yeah, that action of hashing the ball. Um, Arsenal won the up already. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why I just love oh, it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm my fantasy head. team, though. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Um, yeah. I was going to make a joke about his other national allegiance then, but I'm not witty enough. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, you okay though? I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've had enough, bro. Like, honestly, bro. Like, let's just not, let's not, let's not, let's not. Freaking, but, um, freaking yeah. Dyer is our is our, our perceived leader in our. Oh, just a bunch he does lead to me, fair, but it's you. I, I do hear y'all's point. It's. It's mental that like it's mental that like he's the he's the one that that, that that's the that's the leader in the team. Like you're not even good enough to be a starter. I've still maintained as well, like he's harder to upgrade on them. No, I he's not people oh, making up, but this. I'm stop no 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 yeah, rush him. Yeah, if you no, don't no, get no. your boy, I'm gonna get him. Stop saying that Dyer is hard to upgrade on. It is not hard. That, that is the easiest to upgrade. It's, it's he's not us. hard. He is us. <laughs> I remember in the summer we had this conversation even with Bremer and I know I've not kept up with him at Juve but I know he's not been the best at Juve but I know from watching like five games that he's a better when it comes to defending I know he's a better defender than Dyer. I know he is I know Skriniar's a better defender I know so I know so many other men are better defenders than that. No, you don't know so the other men. You never actually name names other than like what do you mean I never name Winnie, names? Uh, maybe De Vrij and Evan and Dicker, maybe. Hey, there's there's at least there's at least 40 players, yeah, in world football. All you have to do is type in like four, just 40 random names, and they'll all be better than that. That is ass, bro. I've, I've had enough. I've had enough of anything to do with this guy. He is ass. 
I'll take I'll take whoever the starting centre back at Wolves is right now over that. He is not good. I've had enough of the guy. I just don't think he's good enough to be a starter. So no, he's not good. If, if he's Listen. not good enough to be a starter, then don't, no, 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 no. Don't say when, he's. When I say he's not good, yeah. on, he isn't. No, when I say he's not good, we are considered or supposed to be. I'm going to say supposed to be because maybe outside of our fandom, we're not considered to be one of the top four, top six clubs. Other people will be like, oh, no, Spurs are crap and blah, blah, blah. They get lucky we've got Harry Kane and all of that nonsense. All right, cool. His biggest flaw is concentration. Has been from day dot. He's never been airily strong. On the ball, he, yeah, he can play a bit, but he's not a great passer and he's not strong. And he's not fast, yeah. Especially I after all the appendix. No, he's not that strong. I've seen him get he's bounced by a weaker man. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of things that go against him. The same way people look at Lengle before he came to us, yeah, is the same way I expect people to be looking at that. That is 100%. the biggest flaw. 100%. The biggest flaw with that is his concentration. He cannot go 90 minutes full concentration. There's always some moment where he'll switch off. United away. Fuck a couple of seasons back, yeah. He freaking switches off. The ball bounces past him. It's left to uh, Jan Vertonga to try to clear it. I think Martial gets in there, or, or one of the other two gets in there, scores Man United win 1 0. It's these little moments that have always gone against that. I hate his guts. And he is a start. Imagine a man that came into the club. The only he came as a centre back, got moved to right back, got dropped from right back, couldn't find a position. Then finally got a position in centre mid. Got dropped from centre mid. Not say that he was bad, yeah, even at centre mid. But he got dropped from centre mid. Became a benchman for a couple of seasons. Is now our starting and probably one of the first names on the team sheet, centre back. Only Tottenham Hotspurs could do this to me. And that is why, as of today, the 31st of December, 2022, I declare full out war on Enoch. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, we might as well just start talking about transfers now then. Let me just quickly summarise the Brentford game. Obviously, we equalised. Clement Longley, of all people, pretty much single-handedly dragging us back into the game because our midfield still didn't necessarily play us out. Clement Longley. What does that tell um, you about the standard? Can I just say, what does that tell you about the standard of defending our team? Longley was was some scrub at Barcelona and he's come, he's come into our team and he looks competent and pretty much more competent than pretty much every centre-back option we have outside of Romero and maybe Dyer on occasion. Because well, after sending midfielders Barcelona. against Brentford and the centre-backs, he was by far, and there's going to be a bit of a pause here, but he was by far the best ball user, again, pause, in that side uh, against Brentford. And and it showed, like, his ball into the game was excellent. Just generally him stepping into the midfield and pinging off the passes he was and firing in the passes he was. Like we 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 would not have even got a point if he wasn't in the side. So, um, yeah, fair play to him. I think he was a he was probably our best player on the day. Um, Says probably, a lot. Yeah, managed to pick himself up a goal exactly. after Kulusevski getting another assist after he grew into the game. After what was like a quietish first half, and yeah, we we could have even won it. We had like a half chance. We we should have had a penalty at one nil. Um, for whatever reason, it didn't get given, but can't really rely on penalties yeah um i think it was a decent point in the end but yeah unfortunately we didn't win again uh transfers back to center backs um 
there's been a ridiculous amount of rumors for all these kind of like these are high tier like what seem to be uh, high tier journalists as well. Like thank you, Patrick. Journals. Yeah, I'll say it again. Fuck these journals. F U C K. Big fuck you to these journals. I'm sick of it now. The summer they filled my head with dreams. 150 million cash injection. Oh, two signings. This. Oh, this, that, and the third. Oh, Spurs are doing this. Oh, Spurs are doing that. Fuck these journals. Until I see deal agreed, scrolling across the ticker on Sky Sports, and I see on Tottenham's page, I'm taking everything. I'm not taking. I'm taking everything with a pinch of salt. I'm taking everything with a pinch of salt because that summer, the end of that transfer window, told me these guys. You're not really. You're not really given that rule that I thought you were giving. So now, yeah. oh, I'm hearing Marcus Edwards. I'm hearing this player. I'm hearing that player. I couldn't give sh- I couldn't give a rat's ass. We can discuss the players, but until I see these players signed, I'm not taking it in. But fair enough. The other day, the other day, Fabrizio was saying, oh, Spurs, Spurs are in for a left centre-back. Alistair Gold then says, oh, no, um, we're, not gonna, we're not in for a centre-back. The, the plan is to sign two centre-backs this upcoming summer, even though that was the plan last summer. And Dan Kilpatrick saying we're... Well, but you don't want to sign in January. Buy. Yeah, it's weird. Um, yeah, I think these journalists need to get more. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. A better source is, uh, pun intended, like, because whatever seems to be fed to them just seems to be propped from the club to say, oh, we are looking to be proactive in this, this, and this, and... um, just keep keep the fans from not running up uh, running up on our stadium and our house with smoke bombs and what have you. Us, um, our, our fans don't do that. They're just gonna go out there and sing Kumbaya, bro. Yeah, that's why that's why we formed the NSO. We just need a few more members, and we've got enough for pure anarchy. You might think I'm joking, bro. I will skydive off the top of that freaking stadium and elbow drop somebody's head top. I've had enough, bruv. Like, I've had enough. Why can't we just punch up people? Like, why can't I just go to the stadium and just start an absolute brawl for all? I don't understand what's going on here. Why have they said, oh, you got 150 million to spend? All right, cool. You didn't even spend none of the 150 million, according to journals, yeah? You spent what we already recouped and all that kind of stuff. So you mean to tell me we've got that P and you still don't want to go in? You've had 16 games. 16 games. There are no... Arsenal are flying high. City are up there. Newcastle have done well. Um, United have now gone into the top four. We're now fifth. I get all of that. But out of those 16 games, what, we've lost four, drawn three, or drawn four? One of the two, yeah? And won the rest. In terms of points, it doesn't actually look that bad, yeah? But when you go and look at each of these games, when you watch each of these games... It's horrendous because 90% of those we could have easily lost. That's how bad we've looked. You mean to tell me as a board, you've sat there, you've watched these 16 games and your point of action is, we're just going to wait for a bargain. Liverpool, Liverpool, who have watched the same amount of games, 
see Nunes, their hundred million pound striker, <laughs> do, do nonsense. Yeah, I've said they even kept quiet. They're like, no, we're gonna stick with him. We're gonna stick with him. We're gonna stick with him. They went after the World Cup, saying, "Hey, Connor, Gapo, get over here immediately." They're gonna switch Nunes to the left side immediately. I know exactly how this is gonna run. They're gonna switch Nunes to the left side to keep Salah on the right, play Gapo through the middle. All these Spurs can be like, "Hey, man, Harry Kane missed the penalty. He's head my foot down." But he's one of our own, isn't it? We're not going to go out there and sign somebody to give him a little bit of respite to get his legs back under him, pause, yeah, and let him have a good run after after the new year. No, no. Only Spurs are going to be like, hey, son, we saw you crying after you lost to Ghana because you're a pussy, yeah? And guess what? We're going to give you more time to run out. Only Spurs could do that. Only Spurs could get freaking Benton Core come back after injury and be like... You know what? We're going to send you to the doctor so you can be on the injured list for longer. Only Spurs, yeah. And mind you, after all of this, the issue is still defence. And we have been in the market for top-tier defenders for seasons upon seasons upon seasons. Skriniar was two million pounds away. That's all. Two million smacks, bro. Ten. Ten million. I was here with ten. It was two. I'm not hearing. I'm not hearing none of that nonsense that says it was ten. Two I still think we should million. have and could have paid no, for ten as well. But because we bid what like thirty two, they wanted forty five. Listen, yeah. even even if we're saying it was around ten, listen to what you're saying out here. We're talking ten million difference was the difference from us going from Dyer and whoever it was to Skriniar and potentially Romero later on down the line. This is what Agreed. happened. Ten, ten million pound difference now. You mean to tell me we went and spent 40 million, 40 million people, 40 million on Lo Celso. That guy is gone. He's ass. He's done nothing of any sort to even warrant the 40 million. We can't even get that money back from anybody. Anybody that even tries to spend that money on him is an absolute fool. Emerson, we spent 30. Listen to the madness. Emerson, who nobody had any like highlight reels of any no sort. stocks, no yeah, nada, no stocks. no stocks, no comps, no nothing. Skriniar had Skriniar had comps. He had a title. He had all the hallmarks to just go and get. You didn't even go get him. You went and got Emerson Royale because what's our model? Our model is to buy young with with prospects, yeah, and sell for more. Or because it worked with Bell. Skriniar is still young for a defender as well. It what our model? Yeah. Our model has seen us have Gareth Bell. Luka Modric as youngsters, yeah, or young, youngish players, yeah, and they've gone on to be world class. What did we put around these guys? What What did we actually put around them in terms of a team to take us forward? All right, nothing. We had Jan Vertonghen, young, and I watched Jan Vertonghen when he was at Ajax. So I was gassed when we got Jan Vertonghen. I was like, yeah, that guy's cold. This is a this is a ball playing defender. I was gassed. Romero, I didn't know much about. I didn't know much about Romero. I went and watched a couple of games. I was like, yep, all right, cool. I'll wait for him to come. I saw his first two games in our shirt. I said, this guy's our best defender. This guy, I didn't even hesitate. I said, this guy's our best defender by a country, country, blood fire mile. You mean to tell me we've gone and got a player like Romero as our best centre-back? We haven't got another defender like that since? Romero was 18 months into his tenure at Spurs. 18 months. You mean to tell me since he signed, we haven't got another defender of his yeah. ability or better. 18 months. And, and, and you know what's mad as well, yeah? You know what's mad? Everyone always says, oh, no, but like, it's so difficult to find an upgrade. Oh, it's so difficult to find an upgrade. 
Liverpool last season, they signed Konate. Um, Arsenal, Arsenal last season, they signed Ben White. Okay, they I thought they overpaid, but Ben White has been excellent now at right back and was good at centre back. Man United this season, they signed Martinez. Um, Chelsea this season, I know Koulibaly stunk a couple of times, but they signed Koulibaly. I they're think on we should have gone for Koulibaly. They're, they're on the verge of signing Baddy Ashir, right? So I'm giving you the reason why I'm giving you these names. Oh, Sven Botman signed for Newcastle for 38 million, another one. Um, yeah, the reason why I'm giving you these names are because they're a variety of costs. You've got the you've got the higher end, like Lisandro, that cost a fee rising to around 60 million pounds. But you've got the lower end, you've got Konate, he was signed for like 23 million and so on and so, so forth. Right? For 23 so, million. I so, think it was like so, 40. Pardon? I think Konate was like 40 million, to be fair. Maybe close to 30. I can't even remember. But the point I'm making is yeah. there are players out there that's, that can improve this team. Some will cost big money. Some might not cost big money. Either way, you should still explore both avenues. And I don't understand why this team refuses to do either. I don't understand why this team refuses to do either. I don't get it. I what don't does, what and, and, and one sec, y'all. So this transfer window one is a funny one as well because it's like, and even and even me, I I, I try to tell myself this most Januarys. Most Januarys, I'm always like, oh, let me wait till the end because I know how Spurs work, right? Oh, wheeler dealer. Oh, Daniel Levy. Oh, get girls two signings in the last two days or in the, oh yeah 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 i know how spurs work right i, I was telling you know what's mad i was telling my, the season when we went to the champions league final i was telling myself this i said dembele's on his way out he's been sold he's injured there's no way that they don't sign player i'm leaving it i'm leaving it i'm leaving it but they didn't sign anyone they didn't sign anyone fast forward to jose's jose's first um second no first january window yeah um we signed i said okay no they're gonna sign we signed Bergwijn, and at the time I said, "You, yo, this looks like a good signing." But my my guy, where's where's the midfielder? Where's this? Where's that? And they signed Getson, right? The season after that, I'm asking January January transfer window. Who are we gonna sign? Or we need we need this, we need that. Who did we sign? Nobody. So this season, respectfully, I'm not doing the whole give them time. I don't give a fuck that Kulisevsky and Bentancourt came the last two days of the window. When you look at our fixtures in January as well, we play Arsenal in two weeks. We play Man City away the week after that. We've got Crystal Palace this up away from home this upcoming midweek. We've got Fulham away from home this upcoming in, in like three and a half weeks time. And then I think after Fulham, we play Man City again. And sandwiched in between that is, is one and potentially two FA Cup rounds if if we if we beat Porto in fact home which we should so my question to these guys are you have an aspiration for this season you want to be built on last season right you're playing teams around you why would you not want to have the team in the best possible shape to play these sides and what I mean by that is why would you not want to bring in players rapido that you can use when you're playing these sides so I'm not hearing the whole, oh, wait, I, I don't care. I just want to see action, affirmative action. I need to see that. I need to see that from this board because it, 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 it's lacking. Every single time, every single time we, ha we have to wait. And when we wait, you get, sometimes it can be good, like Kulisevsky and Bentacle. Sometimes it can't be good, like Getson Fernandez or 
Ryan Nelson on a free transfer. Just give us good players and give us good players in good time. That's what we need. I'm seeing links to fucking Ismail Asar. What the fuck is Ismail Asar going to come and do at this club? He doesn't even play like Kulisevsky. What is Ismail Asar going to do at this club? Ismail Asar, Harvey Barnes. Oh, my God. I'm seeing He's links are, to Tete. Tete, who I saw ripping yeah. Real Madrid for shut to the Nets a couple of years back. What's he going to do at this club? Where's the fucking centre-back? Where, like, bruv, the, prior, the prioritization of this club, it has to be called into question because it's like, how can you look at this team and think that you don't need a centre-back in January? How? Yeah, no, I can't. I, you definitely can't dispute, like, the urgency of what we need. Like, there's, there's genuinely no point in waiting till the end of the month to actually sign someone when... Yeah, ideally, whoever we sign needs to be, these two have been earmarked and identified by now, really, to sign in the first, at most, week within the window. If it's going to be a, a signing as important as a centre back, I agree. Um, yeah, there's been names flying around all over the place. There's random journalists again saying, okay, we've made an offer for Frank Kessie. Fair enough. Um, we've already talked about the forward targets. I, I personally would probably have either Zaha or Malinowski or ideally fucking Elise or Madison, but that's just going to be too much money, I guess. What's, um, what's Malinowski going to do for I've had, an, I've had enough. Bro. More than Lucas Mora, who's apparently going to be out there. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. This is like pay for us anymore. So it looks like uh, just to cover the players potentially heading out quickly. I think obviously if Pape Matasar might go out on loan just to take out one of those. What? Like, why are we? Spots. Why are we buying to cover? This is what I don't understand. Yeah, our starting eleven or the starting eleven from from our best ever team in the Premier League era. Call it for whatever you want because they finished second. Kane's still starting. Hasn't got a backup. Unless you consider Richarlison to be his backup, okay. Son's still starting, hasn't yeah. got a backup. Again, unless you're considering Richarlison no, to be Son has got a backup. Who's his backup? Richarlison. So, so who's Kane's backup then? Richarlison. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? You, yeah. you already see the problem we're having here. Yeah. So you mean to tell me you've got Kane's backup and Son's backup is one guy who's now been injured again. He's not injured yet, so that means two positions gone. That they, they, they have to play all the way through. We've got who's the backup to to Dion? I thought it was Lenley, but they play together now, so we don't know who the backup is for that. Our, our other defender that we bought on the cheap on loan from Swansea is getting sent back from Rens. Like, bro, this club. The thing that infuriates me the most is you've got this brand new stadium, got loads of revenue coming in. And all this club seems to concern, or the club owners seem to be concerned about, is hosting freaking boxing matches. And Beyonce, that's all they care for. That's all they bloody care for. Don't be surprised if the next report that comes out, they're gonna say, "Oh, they're gonna they're gonna hold summertime ball for capital." Like, I've had enough. I've absolutely had enough. We're just a concert. We're just an actual concert. We're not a club. No. Well, there's no point of watching football. I'm not renewing my freaking like uh, season ticket after this. I'm not coming back. I'm not going back to that stadium to I see some serious change. Yeah, I've had enough. In fact, this is a shout out to anyone that's listening right now. Whoever wants my Aston Villa ticket, 
If you want it, let me know, innit? it? Because it's, it's up for grabs. If by midday tomorrow it's not, then I'll come to the stadium. I'm just going to yell abuse at everybody. I think with um, just on, on, on the transfers as well, right? Like, I think we need to... We need to have more signings like Kulisevsky and Benton called. Like, have more signings like Romero. Like, you made a good point, Owen, that the club are obviously looking to trim trim the fat, like let players go out on loan and, and hopefully get some permanent sales done. But the directive shouldn't be, oh, just go like for like. And to be honest, I, I think some of these journals have actually said that the aim is for Spurs to sell a player who's backup and bring in a player who potentially might be start, potentially starting calibre. But there should be there should be no potentially. I'm saying it should be... The players that we're looking to bring in, they should be players that are coming in to start. Right wing back, it should be a starter. Centre back, it should be a starter. If a midfielder's coming in, they should be it should be a midfielder that 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 that, that is looking to start. If an attacker comes in to, to and that you want to cover for Kulisewski, for me, it needs to be an attacker that can genuinely challenge Kulisewski for his spot. My, I'm, my sick, I'm, I'm sick to death of these, I'm sick to death of these transfers that we have where it's players that are just there for the sake of it. I hate that. I agree. My my biggest gripe with Spurs, yeah, and watching them over the, the decades, I can't believe I've actually reached that. You know, I thank God for the years that he's given me. But over the decades, we went from a club that had, at one point, at one point, we had Pavlachenko, um, Defoe, Roy, um, Robbie Keane, and Berbatov. Four strikers, yeah, that you could match and rotate and you could be like, oh, man. Spurs no, we didn't, have, we didn't have them together. We didn't have them together. We had... No, you're right. We had, Aaron, we had Aaron Ben, Defoe, oh, I, I, I just wish I could mm. forget some of the crap that has been at this crap. Yeah, Darren Ben. I'm not adding him into my list of none of the strikers that have been at our club. That guy's an arsehole. He's got a bad trim and he's a piece of shit. Yeah, but that's a different story for a different day. He can't see me because if he sees me, it's a straight headbutt. But hear what I'm saying, Yeah. Our club at one point had decent enough, yeah? So we would have um, even the midfield. And I'm going through the list because it could change overall, overall. But we had Modric. I don't think we had, like, any replacement for Modric when he would get injured. But, you know, I didn't feel like the, the drop-off was crazy until he until he rose it. When he rose it, the drop-off was mad. There was no substitute for Modric. And we haven't replaced him. The closest we've come to replacing him was Ericsson. Ericsson left. We haven't replaced him. This is a problem that the club do consistently. We had Dawson as our starting. We've had teams where Dawson's been our starting centre-back. Dawson and Dyer are in the same bracket as far as I'm concerned. Nah, Dawson was better than Dyer. I'm not having that one. See, Dawson was better than Dyer. See, big man, listen to what I'm saying here. Yeah? If you're telling me that Dawson's better than Dyer, then I don't really give a damn for what the club does. That is not, nothing can... That's not, that's not what we aspire to, yes. Yeah, that's that piece, that means like crap to me, yeah? Because I thought Dawson was dog. Absolute dog crap. Nah, he wasn't. He was dog crap. Yeah, not nobody until the end. Not until he the was end. dog crap. Yeah, and the Portsmouth fight semi-final even highlighted it even further for me. He is dog crap. And then to the factor in that Dyer is now starting centre back. Big man, you go through our team. Kudu doesn't have a backup. Kane and Son have the, the same backup. Our starting midfield right now. Is well, at, at everyone being fit, is Hoyberg and Benton Core. Benton Core's backup is Basuma. 
which I disagree with, but whatever. Hoybier doesn't have a backup unless Conte considers Skip to be his backup. Again, I feel he's been poorly managed, but whatever. It is what it is. Out wide, because we're playing a, a free 5 2 or whatever you call it, a 3 5 3 or 3 4 3, whatever it is. You got Perisic, who, due to age, is not at his lightning best. Yeah. But he, he's shown some culture performances. The backup to Perisic is Ryan Sussian, who's awful. He's absolutely awful. He's cooked. And we can't even sell him. Yeah. Then you go on the right hand side. We bought Spence. Spence is not liked. He doesn't like him. He just doesn't like him. I've, I've made my. Which is weird. We need to call that out. It's fucking weird. He doesn't like him. I don't know what the reason is, but he doesn't like him. Cool. So you don't play Spence. Emerson was our starting um, right back, who, or right wing back, who all he can do is defend. And even then, you're you're you're, you're questioning whether he's going to concentrate for ninety minutes. He can't attack whatsoever. Can't can't do a damn thing attacking wise. Then Doherty is just meh in both departments. Like, so, okay, cool. Then you go to left centre-back. <laughs> Surprisingly, left centre-back, the most consistent and probably best player for our team right now is Davis. I'm not going to I'm not gonna sit here and insult him. He's no frills. There's nothing special about him, but he's our best left centre-back. And then there's no backup to him. There's none. Dyer is our centre-centre-back and the backup to him is the guy that's on loan. All right, we'll long leg again. That's what I'm saying. Long leg. He's basically Blink. back up in both positions. Blink, Blink both. Okay, cool. So that that again is nonsense. And then right right centre back is freaking Romero, who we know is our best defender. And the backup to him, the backup to him is Sanchez. none other than Sanchez. Sanchez, who the whole club, the whole fan base hates. And then the backup to Sanchez is Tanganga. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then Hugo, Hugo, a long standing. 10-year-old goalkeeper who has moments of drunkenness. And we all understand that even for all his quality, Hugo's backup is a 40-year-old Southampton former starting goalkeeper who can't move his feet no more because Mate, he's knackered. Yeah, I can't even lie. Yeah, can I pause you there? Because we need to talk about him a little bit because he looked decent for Southampton last year. It's like his age has really, really caught him. It's hitting, fam. I will. When I tell you, at that game, I was so nervous every single time the ball came close to him because he did not inspire any sort of confidence whatsoever. He looked like he was sixty. He looked like he was sixty years old. You know, you know, bro. The last time Spurs done a good. If we're not careful, if we're not careful, I, I still think Conte can get, to, get. I still think Conte will get us top four. But if we fuck up the window, yeah. And what I mean by fuck up the window is if we don't strengthen in the areas that need strengthening and the teams that are around us and competing with us strengthen on top of what they've done so far. So what I mean by that is Newcastle, they're, they're, they're third right now. If they consolidate in their defence and midfield, if Man United somehow find the money out of nowhere and find a striker and another um, midfielder or whatever, yeah, if Arsenal strengthen, if Ch we already know Chelsea are strengthening, Liverpool are already strengthening. So the teams around us, if they don't, if they strengthen and we don't, and we still have to deal with these issues, like it just significantly decreases our chances of even getting back to top four, winning any sort of silverware, and keeping Conte. Like it, it's not going to happen. I'm going to say Conte is gone. I'm going to say two things right now. Conte is gone. We're not finishing top four. Did you guys see his interview? I think we can no. finish top four. I've, I've not watched the interview, interview fully. The interview. I'm not interested in his interview, to be fair, but I'll listen to what you guys have to say about it. Well, 
to paraphrase him, he kind of, it's like he was just being a little bit cryptic, where he said he's like, yeah, he's happy with the situation. He's content because he signed the contract. He knew what he signed up for kind of thing. And then he, there was a moment where I wish the the interviewer uh, pressed him a little bit because he was like, oh, okay. And I agree with him, like, oh, the club don't really want to sign players like Casemiro, who you've seen sign for United, and he's made a really big impact. So, obviously, yeah, I agree with that. But I wish the journalist turned around and said, oh, but you guys signed Perisic in the summer. Just just to play like a little bit of devil's advocate with him so he'd open up a bit. Like, he didn't really kind of um, move out of the shell, the cryptic shell he was in. He just kept on saying how content and happy he was at Spurs and how we're still going to look to do something in the market if and when the opportunity arises, but we're not going to be signing players on like super high salaries or of like an old age. Um, But can I just say that last point, that is completely fine. If you bring us starting caliber players, not every single starting caliber player has to be on 300 bags a week or cost 70 million. But when we're getting players with no plan, when we're getting your Joe Rodons, when we're getting your NGs, when we're getting your, let me even give a, an example. Um, when we're getting, like, even like Brian Hill and Papi Matasar, I, I was happy for Gil to come in on the basis that Lamella's gone, but where's the plan? So that was 25 million plus Lamella on Brian Hill, 50 million on Papi Matasar. There's no plan to integrate these guys into the team. And both play both players are playing in positions where we're again looking at new targets because we need to strengthen. So I'm just thinking, like, what is the plan with this with this hierarchy? What what is the plan? They must think that it's early 2000s. What's the plan? Early 2000s, you could get away with doing that because we were seventh and eighth consistently. Like you can do that kind of stuff. This is what we're in 2022 on the cusp of 2023. We've been in the Champions League final, two Carabao Cup finals. And our, our captain or vice captain, has, or no, our captain and vice captain have been in international finals. Like, there's experience across the board. We are consistent Champions League tenure team. Like, whether people like to admit it or not, we actually are. But this club is still run like we are not even in Europe. It's still run like the early 2000s when we had freaking like Luke Perry or Young Perry or whatever his bloody name was. He was crap. Yeah. But when we had players like that, Matthew Everton, oh Jesus, oh. we were ass. Like we, this was uh, freaking Neil Sullivan was our goalkeeper. Like they actually still run the club. Like, like we're in the bottom half of the league and oh, we're going to go out there and get a deal. 10 million for Berbatov. You know, people are going to be like, oh, sick. And then in two years from now, we're going to sell him to United for 30 million. Big man, stop that. We sold Berbatov for 30 million and got Fraser Campbell. This is what the club does. This is what they do. This is what they do. They think that's business. That's all we are. Business. Because when it comes to football, bruv, in the summer, Bastoni was like, I don't want to leave. I want to stay at Inter. Big man, shut up. Yeah, you're a professional. Yeah. The club should have been like, we hear that. You want to freaking play in Italy and all that kind of stuff. They should have gone to Inter and said, 50M straight. Ask my man what he wants on the bag. Make it happen. Call him in. Then we could have gone into the market and done a little bit of wheeling dealing. Maybe got, I don't know, a, a younger freaking, you know, centre-back just to start ahead of, of um, Dyer. 
But no, we didn't do that. We were at the start of the summer, we were touted to go in for Garvidal. Yeah. All right, cool. 70 maybe. Maybe that was the talk. 70 mil. Go make splash it, make it happen. Cool. We didn't. We waited. The World Cup happened. And now write it off. Write it off. If you've got any thoughts of this guy coming to Spurs, that's not happening. Write it off today. Yeah. We've we've allowed players that we've been in the market for for like time to either stay at their club and develop, or even worse go and show their performances at international level or, or even for their club and go to other clubs and rise it. We've done this for a whole decade, an entire decade. There's an actual list of nearly misses, players that we, not only we were in for, some players even signed for us. Freaking Oscar was, was at our doorstep, ended up at Chelsea. William was in our, even if people don't like William, he was in our freaking house doing medicals went to Chelsea. Like, what's going on here? Why, why is this such a consistent... And then you think, come this January, what, because we got Kudu and Ben last season and they freaking rose it and took us to top four. You think that's going to do anything? This Listen, I trust nothing with this club. Yeah, all we're going to do is sell players this, this whole January window. We're going to sell players. We're going to go into the market late and we're going to miss out on all our targets. All our targets. Our defence right now is Davis, Dyer. Romero, we need to start praying from this today, night vigil, before before the crossover. We need to pray that nobody is injured from when they come back to the end of the season. We're done. We're absolutely cooked. Yeah, I think the more worrying thing is there as well with targets. With centre-backs, it doesn't sound like we have any. Um, it doesn't necessarily sound like we have any. Like, country to Fabrizio, Fabrizio Romano said, like, we're still targeting left-footed centre-back in January. I haven't really seen any strong nicks. I would like to see an Evan and Decker. I'd like to see a Scrinia or a DeVry. Attainable players, are, I think they're all on like six months of their contract as well. I'm not sure about DeVry, but yeah, it's um, it's it's a weird one. Um, obviously looking to get rid of... Um, potentially, I think Emerson Real might be available to... I can't see anyone buying him permanently, but as long as he vacates the space in the squad for us to sign... Either Pedro Porro or, or Gusto, I'd be happy with that. Apparently, we're interested in some Vanderson guy as well. I don't even know who that is. Um, no clue. But if he's if he's if he's good enough to be a starter, then whatever, man. Just get rid of Emerson, please. And uh, yeah, the the attackers who mentioned earlier again. Not many of them moved me. Um, I just hope with. We're gonna identify certain targets and try and move as swiftly as possible. Um, yeah, Paratici needs to rise it again, really, too, because he's the only difference from Lock him up, man. Kind of Arsenal previous eras and windows where he's he's done relatively well uh, so far. So yeah, let's hope he continues to rise it. Um, just moving on to preview. Uh, I can't. We play two games before we next record, so. I can only imagine we're both expecting six points minimum, uh, especially with Romero back, even though 2-0, um, even though Ben Tenko is still injured. Um, yeah, who's uh, who's going to be playing and what are the scores going to be? It will be Hoybier and Basuma in midfield. Backline of Romero. Um, Romero... 
Dyer and Longley. I don't think he's going to play Davies, but I would love for him to play Davies. I'd like to see Longley play centre centre back and Davies play left centre back. Um, right wing back, I think he's going to stick with Doherty. I think he's going to stick with Perisic left wing back, and the attack is the attack. Cool. Is Lloris back? Yeah, yeah, I reckon so. Thank God. If and even he, yeah. even with him, it's time for him to time for us to find a replacement. But, but bro, yeah, Fraser Forster last week. Yeah, please, I don't want to see that again. Fair enough. I still think like I think we should run out comfortable winners. I just want to see us score first as well. I just want to see us score first, and I think. Like I said, I think Sun can rise it against someone like Matty Cash, who, even when he wasn't playing well last season, absolutely spun him. So, so do I. I think, I think with, um, I think with with Sun, literally, like you said, um, he completely tore Aston Villa apart last season at home, and we're looking for a reaction. Please start this new year and put that rotten last three, four months of 2022 out of your system. Please, please, just rise it. Aston Villa, for me, they've got, they've got, they carry a threat. They definitely carry a threat. And I think, I mean, anyone does against our defence these days. Anyone does. But I think we can definitely exploit the defence just like we did last season when we beat them, even though they stuck it on us and at their ground. Like, I'm not really looking at this game as a game that we should be dropping points in. I expect Spurs to win. And I'm going to go for a win. I think we'll, 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 we'll win this one, either 2-1 or 3-1. But just win. Just win. Touche. Um, yeah, a quick prediction, I guess, for the Palace game as well. Bearing in mind this in quick succession from the uh, Aston Villa one as well. Wait, you asked me what I predict for the Palace game? Yeah. We're going to nice do a breakdown as well for good measure. Nah, no breakdown. We're gonna lose. They're gonna be yeah. us three one. We're, we're gonna lose. It's gonna be three one. It's gonna be Zaha audition. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen, lads. From this point on, every pod I'm gonna be on, Spurs are gonna lose. Yeah. I've had enough. I've had enough. Until I see real change, I'm going to say Spurs are going to lose every single bloody game till the end of this season. I've had enough. I've had enough. I don't trust this club. I don't trust the board. I don't trust the players. I don't trust the legacy fans. I don't trust the YouTube channels. I don't trust the journals. I don't trust nobody. Yeah. I want change and I want it now. And it's not going to happen. We've had the same board for 22 years. They've given us nothing. Absolutely nothing. I don't want to hear Harry Kane's one of our own. He can go suck out. Yeah. I don't give a damn. Like, I hate almost 95% of everything to do with this club outside of the colours that I like, which is navy blue. Yeah, outside of that, I actually hate this club. I hate its guts. I hate the fact that I decided to choose this club as a club to support when they just don't do nothing to even earn my support. I hate the fact that I even bought a freaking season ticket again, yeah, after years of just enjoying my money, yeah, without having to spend it on a freaking season ticket. But now I've freaking done it, in it? And I have to come to the game. So I'll be at the game tomorrow. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there just to yell abuse because I'm not there to support none of those 11 men that are going to cross that white line. I don't give a damn for the result. I'm going to sit there in pure silence. If the cameras catching me, they're going to catch me. I'm going to just sit there. I'm not even going to jump up and celebrate. I've had enough. We're going to lose every game as far as I'm concerned. But on this club. 
I mean, boy, I mean, as long as it doesn't actually affect some of the business we do in the transfer window and the agency in which we do it, I'm expecting and still think we'll get six points from those games. The manner in which we'll do it, I'm still not sure about, but hopefully, as I say, we can take the ascendancy earlier and actually put in a decent performance rather than some of these comeback hero performances after going 1-2-0 down. But yeah, um, plenty of France, plenty of uh, chat on Spurs in this one. Um, thank you guys for joining me on uh, New Year's Eve. And yeah, come on, New Spurs, let's go into the new year with something. Sports Social Podcast Network.